That's right. Amen. Amen. Let's give that unto the Lord. Bible says he has his ways in the whirlwind. It's amazing what God can do through them. Both, amen, preserving some and bringing destruction to others. It's God's business. He's a big God. Amen. We put our trust in him for sure. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I'm going to read one verse. This is going to be kind of the focus verse in a sense. It's a Amen. As we're going to continue in doctrines, it's so good to see Brother Joe and Mr. Lloyd back there with us. Been a while. It's good to see him in the house of God tonight. Amen. That corner's been looking kind of empty. Thank God we're about to get it filled back up again. Amen. All the corners and sides and everything needs to be filled up. God-fearing, God-loving people. Hungry and thirsty for God, for the things of God. Amen. I tell you what, this is a time to be living for the Lord. All times. But I'm telling you what, as this thing is coming to a close and we watch things unfold around us, it's a time to know what the Bible says. It's time to have it inscribed into your hearts and minds and spirits if you don't. Man, it's time to take out some time because if you don't, you're subject to be deceived. Even by men. Even by some that you put a lot of trust in. Been persuaded by. Amen. It had the accountants and the appearance, but it just wasn't quite all right. But the Word of God always reveals. Thank God for doctrine. Thank God for the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the apostles' doctrines and the letters they took time to write. They didn't allow prisons to keep them from writing. They didn't allow sore backs, amen, to keep them from writing. They didn't allow, amen, because they had a bad day and they was left out in the deep, amen, to keep them from writing. They didn't, they didn't, you know, say give up. Where, where God's at? I've been in this dungeon for six weeks and where is he at? Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we serve a sovereign God. Anytime you're thrown in a dungeon for the gospel's sake, both spiritually and physically, you just hang on. God's got something for you. Amen. He's in the business of working for his little darlings. He's in the business, amen, glorifying himself through us. We're the church of the living God. We have the greater authority. We're the only authority that can do anything about sin. We're getting to the place, the only ones that mean to flag it down, to recognize it. Amen. To have a discernment of the spirits that's working among us. Hey, I'm glad I'm a part of a body tonight that's alive and well. I'm glad to be among the living tonight, not the dead. Amen. Amen. A run of doctrine is God given, not man given. Ephesians 4 and 14. That we henceforth be no more children. Anybody glad you're in the house of God tonight that you're not a child in the right perspectives? <laughs> Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the sight of men and cutting craftness whereby they lie in wait. This is their purpose. This is what they lie in wait for. This is what the devil's got them there for. And they would surprise you in some of the places and positions they're sitting in. 
especially in the religious realms and so-called spiritual realms. But I'm thankful tonight I'm connected to a body. There's one Lord, one spirit, one baptism. I'm glad this chapter, the 32 verses that we're going to talk about tonight, clarifies every bit of that. Amen. I'm glad I'm a body, a part of a body tonight. Amen. It's going to know, won't know anything about dying. I'm glad I'm a part of a kingdom tonight that won't know anything about another kingdom overpowering it. I'm glad man I've got connected with a name that all power in heaven and earth and in the in this world in the world to come it has a dominion and power over all the names hey I'm glad to be a Christian tonight I'm better amen I'm go happier amen to be a Holy Ghost filled Christian I'm not just wearing a tag I'm not just using it amen to the by words hey but there's something on the inside of me that's alive and well Even on a drag wasting night. Hallelujah. It's alive and well. I have a promise, amen, of a brand new body that won't know anything about death, won't know anything about heartaches, won't know anything about pain and agony or anything else. You know what? I'm going to drag this carcass, amen, even on a Wednesday night. Oh, I thought you just going to church with me because your days are limited. Amen. Bad back, bad knees, bad this, bad that. But every bit of us got its limits because I'm connected to a body, amen, that's going to receive a brand new body. <laughs> Praise God. I'm telling you right now, I'd rather come here than any other place I know. Lord bless you, you can be seated. God's going to help us do a good job. He's faithful to his word, no doubt. Y'all going to try to get the scriptures? Y'all see that paper back there? It's on the front and back. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. The front's up, though. The cross is up. Amen. And we're going to try to cover all of the Ephesians in the fourth chapter at the same time. So we're going to see what happens here. Amen. I tell you, God's good to us. And even before we start in this first verse of this Ephesians 4, Paul's writings into the Ephesians here had a little change starting at this particular chapter. But it will amaze you to go back and read the prior three chapters of what God and the blessings and the wonders that Paul writes unto the Ephesian believers as being candidates that had received the spirit that had sealed them. Amen. That had experienced heavenly places. And all of this is in the prior three chapters as he talks about the blessings and the wonders that had came unto them through no other but Jesus Christ. You and I, amen, as Gentiles tonight and considered by, by the Jews and by the believers of that hour and day was considered to be nothing but heathens and dogs. One writer made it like unto us and said we was at a time without hope, without promise, and without a God. But when Jesus Christ came on the scene and he hung, himself, hung upon that cross and extended between 
heaven, amen, and earth and paid a price and that veil was rent. He come to tear down the petitions and the walls of division. He wasn't looking for just some Jews now. But after 4,000 years, this God of creation was going to come through a lamb called Jesus Christ who was going to be the Messiah. And through this Messiah, amen, the Gentiles was going to experience encounters like they had never experienced. They was going to experience visitations and opportunities and receive hope, amen, and encouragement. And if you'll read those three prior chapters, amen, of Ephesians, you're going to see what Paul was likened to and talking about, and there's a lot of it, so I'm not going to be able to cover all of that. Amen. But now when he comes to this fourth chapter, he's going to reveal unto us and help us to understand what kind of body that we're connected to. I just helped, I couldn't help but question my own self today. God, has I presented this body in a form and a manner to have the right and the privilege to be connected to your head. As a head, there's only one head and there's only one body. I'm telling you, there's not two or three gospels. There's not two or three Holy Ghost spirits. There's not two or three pathways in different ways. And there's only one body. And I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time that the body needs to get together, it's ever been a time for the body to, amen, to get in unity. And I don't care where they're coming from. I don't care if, amen, if they're in Africa. I don't care, amen, if they're in Japan. I don't care if they're in Mississippi, Alabama. I don't care if they're in Minnesota. It don't make any difference. He's one true living God. And he's got one body. And all the bodies are fitly joined together. And every point, amen, brings what surprise ever joined. By the grace of God that God's anointed us with. It's all wrapped up in Jesus. It's not wrapped up in our talents. It's not wrapped up in our abilities. But it's the grace of Jesus Christ that's on him. Jesus Christ, the touch of Jesus Christ that flows through these earthen vessels that creates an atmosphere and the power of God in this place for the miraculous things to happen. Hallelujah. So, I'm telling you folks, we, we, are, we, we are connected to something that's really, that should just blow our minds. Creating such a hunger and a, and a passion and a desire for God and for the things of God. So let's look at the first verse here tonight in four, Ephesians 4 and 1. I therefore, he also started the third chapter out with the same little statement. As a prisoner of the Lord. <laughs> I have to be honest, I probably wouldn't consider myself as a prisoner as the way Paul would be. Could take that credit, amen, because he had proved to himself over and over and over to be a prisoner under the Lord Jesus Christ. From all accounts, it's his pedigree, amen, of the things that he suffered and endured. There was no amount of suffering, no amount of pain, even of rejection that was ever going to drive this man called Paul away from the love of God. In fact, if you go to Romans the 8th chapter, and I won't go there and read all of that, and I don't even have, I got just a portion, but we'll see. But there he makes sure that none of these things will separate us from the love of God. Perilous times, hunger and thirst and all the different things that he dealt with. Amen. He was committed. He was dedicated. I have a feeling if we're not careful, it's because our nations have formed us. Amen. We have, we, have, we have connected, amen, our blessings and feeling good and on top of the mountain and everything's fine and dandy. Amen. To, to our Christianity and the favor and the blessings of God. That whenever the real times of persecution 
persecution and trials. And Brother Ford done mention, amen, earlier about substance. Amen. What substance that gets us from one day, from one pleasure thing from another. It may be nothing but a simple cup of coffee. But oh, I'm sure we've all seen times in our lives we'd give $20 for a good cup of black coffee. Amen. Because we hadn't been able to get none in two or three days. Hallelujah. We sure love to have a good cup of black coffee with a big old piece of a, a pecan pie to go along with it. Amen. We're willing to drive 50 miles. Amen. Amen. For this or for that. But I wonder tonight, amen, as we're connected to a body of Christ and the servants of God Almighty, if all of these things has been taken away from us, will I still come to the house of God? Will I still be faithful, amen, to bow my knees and call on his name? Hallelujah. With confidence and faith and with the right attitude. And with the right attitude. My attitude toward him and my faith and confidence in him is my God, is my Savior, is my Lord, is my provider and way maker and helper. Prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, I urge you, I beg of you, is really what he's saying here. You that he walk worthy, walk worthy for the vocation, the calling, amen, that you and I have been called into. Everybody's got to receive a call. Now, when that's mentioned, high percentage of the people will, will liken that unto the call into some form of ministry. And that calling of ministry would also have to be likened unto a form of pulpit ministry. Because we've kind of allowed ourselves to get kind of fashioned and geared that way. If we're not careful as saints of God sitting in the chairs and in the pews, we act like maybe we haven't never had a call. But you and I are not a part of the body of Christ tonight without first receiving a call. You and I and everybody else is a part of this kingdom. First of all, received a call. It's impossible to come to God unless His Spirit draws us. We don't have the power or the ability on our own. There's a God that fills this universe that works on our behalf and helps us. And could it be that the reason there's sometimes so much confusion in some of the areas of the body of Christ is amen because some people never got the call but they're trying to fulfill it. Because it's not my talent, skills, or ability. It's not by man shaping and forming us. It's not because our last name's this. And we got a pedigree of our grandmas and grandpas and great-great-great-grandpas. Amen. And they started this church and they started that. No, the call of God's got to come fresh in every heart. The call of God's got to come fresh in every soul. The call of God to find your place in the body and find contentment and satisfaction in the work of God, in the body of Christ, and in the kingdom of God. First of all, you got to know your call because you're never going to get satisfied until you get in that place and in that position in the body. An ear, an ear will never be satisfied being a toe, and a toe will never be satisfied being the nose. And neither will they be able to function and operate and fulfill the calling of the body or the purpose of the body either. And so, the call itself and... and, and Let's just look at that for a minute, if you don't mind, before we go a little further here. 
I'm going to mention some of this, and, and I'm liking a lot of this to the body, okay? What's... Sister Deanna's holding Winston up there t- tonight. He's giving him that bottle. Sincere milk. Apostle Peter writes about that. When we first come in, we come as little children. Okay? With this call. Matthew, the 18th chapter, we learned, we learned Sunday morning. Except he become as a little child. And humbling, yielding yourself. Amen. Into the kingdom of God. But it is not the intent. Just like it's not the intent of this good couple here tonight. That ten years down the road. She's still holding Winston up here. And giving him a bottle. Something's wrong. If that be the case. There is some ailments somewhere. There is some afflictions. There is some misorder and growing and maturing. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I'm going to say this tonight. Amen. Whenever you and I have been associated and involved and around truth and God for 20 and 30 and 40 years, and we still can't lead nobody to the plan of salvation, it's an error on our part, not God. You can't blame the preacher. You can't blame everybody else. You can't blame the Sunday. There's somewhere along the journey. Hallelujah. Let me encourage some of us. I love to listen to all that preaching, but I felt this today in prayer. Amen. You listen to all that preaching. I'm encouraging to listen to that preaching. But I want to tell you something. You can't just let preaching take the place of, of taking this Bible down for yourself and digging out the scriptures for yourself and reading it for yourself. I'm here to tell you, you'll become like the drug addict and the alcoholic. You're just looking for a moment fix. And those moment fix get where they won't fix you. And they won't have the effect upon you. And you'll see, you'll reach a point in a place that no preacher can touch you. And no kind of preaching can touch you. I'm here to tell you, you've got to get out in the Word of God for yourself. And you've got to read it for yourself. And you've got to study it out and search it out for yourself. Because there's no greater teacher than you've got than the baptism of the Holy Ghost that'll give you revelations and insights and understanding. They'll use terms and things of that nature, but I'm telling you when God gives it to you, no man can take it. No devil can take it. Nobody will deceive you. When God gives it to you, when God puts it in your heart, when God places it on the table of your heart, your mind is free. It don't just dry up. And I'm for the preacher. You keep listening to it, but you make sure you take out the time to read your Bible. You take the time and study the scriptures and, and learn them for yourself. You get to that point in place, you know, when they want to know about the plan of salvation, that you can carry them to Acts 2 and Acts 8 and Acts 10 and Acts 19. You can carry them, amen, to the Jews and to the Gentiles and the mixed multitudes, which covers everybody on the face of the earth. Man, I'm telling you what, we got to get this community to know there is a plan of salvation. There is a foundation. Everybody's got to get on this foundation. If you're going to be saved, you got to get on this foundation. And you and I got an obligation, a responsibility, and a duty unto God and to the gospel and to the body because everybody's going to be added to this body and this body's going to grow. It's because you and I, amen, have a revelation, an insight, and a passion, and a desire. I want to be a soul winner. I want to be a light bearer. I'm not against nobody out there and their religions and things of that nature. But even God hates false doctrine. Even God hates false ways. Honey, false, amen, won't get you nowhere. Deceiving spirits and lying tongues. I don't care who they are. I don't care how pretty they are. I don't care how many prayers they prayed and all this other mess. Amen. If they're not on the right foundation, they're lost and not done. And they can't help you and they can't save you. And what they're teaching and leading you won't help you. Get me a man that goes to God and knows a foundation. Hallelujah. And then we can take heed how we build their upon. 
study to show yourself approved unto your neighbor, to your best friend. You outsmart somebody, outquote somebody. No, you, you study to show yourself approved unto God. God. Can I say this tonight? Good way to measure our love of God is how much time we spend in His Word. And how much passion we got to know it. And how much hunger we got to search it out and study it. This is, I, you know, this is the most tangible thing you got. All said and done of God. This is it. If you want to know Him, study this. Memorize it. Get it in your heart. Learn the doctrines of it. We learned a doctrine Sunday morning, didn't we? How many of you is willing to forgive? I'd have stuck both hands up, and I'll tell you right now. Patty, you didn't listen Sunday morning. Because if you're not willing to forgive, you're lost and undone. It gets impossible to be saved. That's a doctrine of Jesus Christ. You can't get around that. You can use every excuse you want to. You can talk about every offense and you can talk about who it comes from. But our Heavenly Father says, if I'm not willing to forgive and forgive, He cannot forgive me and I'm lost and undone without His forgiveness. That is a hell and heaven issue right there. It's one of the doctrines. Boy, that's tough. I ain't no mention that. No, it's not tough. You know why? Because we want to make it. We want to make it. And so, as you begin to talk about the call of God and, and, and God's working for us, and I won't go to all of Isaiah 28, but man, I'd love to. There is a lot there, but, but I won't do it. But the ninth verse says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And to whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Watch this. Two key words. Got to be winged. You got to be drawn. You got to reach that point. I promise you. In just a few months. They're looking forward to the day they don't have to get a bottle. In just a couple of years. They're looking for the opportunity. Amen. That they won't have to buy any more of those diapers. They're looking for the opportunity, amen, to watch him. You know, we do this. We do everything we can to get them to walk. And earlier they walk, man, we're so proud of them. And then when they get to walk, and we want them to sit down and shut up. <laughs> we just want to see if you can walk. Now that you can do it, now sit down and don't do it no more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But God's not that way. As long as we're led by the Spirit, He wants you to walk in the Spirit. He wants you to run in the Spirit. He wants you to receive not just milk either, honey. I'm going somewhere tonight. There's some good old meat. Hallelujah. There's never been a generation. We can't even hardly drink the milk anymore. We get to choking and gagging sometimes in our generation. Amen. Just off the milk of the Word of God. So let me talk about that a little bit here tonight. I didn't mention about Matthew, the 18th chapter, so I'm going to move on to that. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 2 says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in 
Christ. In other words, some of these things you're doing is expected out of babes. Some of this fussing. What if all of us got to acting like them two or three kids in the beginning of their service a while ago? What if me and Brother Ford got up here, you know, both of us got us. <laughs> both of us got us a back. Would you get them nerdy people off that platform? <laughs> but because of their age, everybody was real kind and patient. And I mean, they may have been a few eyeballs that turned around, but... <laughs> But for the most part, we know hey, they'll, they'll quiet down. It'll be hard in a few minutes. Give them a little while. If they don't, there's something wrong. Got to be tended to. Try to calm them. Try to soothe them. That's the reason to give them pacifiers. And so Paul's talking to the current church here. That wasn't enough. See, watch that pacifier. Yeehaw. God don't mind doing that for, for young babies in the Holy Ghost. In fact, God expects the mother to do that. God's not going to do everything for us. But God's got a mother down here. He's got hands and feet and responsibility. Amen. When them little babies are crying. Baby, what you crying about? Let me come over here. Let me, let me talk to you. Let just get up in my lap here. Let's talk a minute. Let's, let's talk. What, what's going on? Oh, that's nothing but the devil. Let, let, me, let me just tell you about a time. And they'll look at you and you tell about an event. You Oh, they can't hardly believe it. You mean you, you like a, you know, a lot of people look at me and they can't believe that I wore hair halfway down my back down here. Man, my brothers and I was the envy of a lot of girls. We had that old curly hair, and they all wanted it. And I wanted to give it to them because I didn't like that old curly hair. If I'd have been smart like I am now, I'd have cut it off. I wouldn't have had to worry about it. And so, Paul here, he says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bury it, Neither yet now are ye able. You're not able to bear it. It would choke you. You, 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 couldn't, you couldn't digest it. You couldn't, it, it, would, it would destroy you. <laughs> Goes from that to 1 Corinthians 14 and 20. Brethren, I want you to catch that. He's talking to Holy Ghost filled people. Are you hearing me tonight? I know some of us is under the opinion when we get the Holy Ghost and start claiming the Holy Ghost, we can't make no blunders. Now, you know, we didn't say we couldn't make none. It's just you can't make none. <laughs> oh, well. I better leave that monkey alone. <laughs> oh, my. Hallelujah. But, but just watch. Let's watch this unfold here tonight. Brethren, be not children in understanding. But watching. There's some areas that he still wants us to act like children. Doesn't matter how old we get. <laughs> Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. You know why he said that about my man? You can watch these little kids. They'll get after it. They may even get down on the floor and roll and toss them and beat up one another. I ain't going to play with you no more. 
you're not my friend anymore. In about 30 seconds. Hey, you want to be? Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Especially as mamas and daddies to stay out of it. Boy, you get them adults in it and they start acting like the kids. The battle changes. Malice and all that, it's different. So there's some areas that God, that Paul's writings unto brethren to Holy Ghost feel. Now watch this in Hebrews. Hebrews 5 and 12. For when they, for the time, he ought to be teachers. For when for the time he ought to be teachers. He have need that one teach you. Notice what he says. Again, it's not like you haven't been taught. But you got to hear it again. You know, it's, 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 we got to get to that. You know what I've been praying? Somebody come up and say it about their mind tonight, and I ain't going to say it. But anyway, you know what? God promised us a sound mind. God promised us a healthy mind. I told God today, I said, God, your prophet said you'd write it on my tables of my heart and in my mind and in my spirit. And that's what I want to see happen. And God, whatever I got to do, I want to spend my last days and weeks and months and years, amen, searching out the scriptures, reading the scriptures, memorizing the scriptures, teaching and preaching them and living in them and letting them flow out of us because there's power in the word of God. God can back up his word. And honey, we've just got to walk in it. We've got to own obey it. we got to love it. we got to allow it to be activated and prepared its way through our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. And amen. And how we conduct ourselves and how we handle ourselves. Well, may proof whether or not we really listen to what the Word has to say. So you watch what he says here. Which be what the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is what is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. I know we got limits, you know, 18 and 21 and all that kind of good stuff. But God's, God, God doesn't abide by our rules. He, he, his full age works a little different than ours. Believe it or not, there's something to get in here and get the Holy Ghost and get the living for God and sell out to God, especially with the call of God. Okay, let me ask you something. How many of you believe that, that I'm talking about doctors and nurses and, and even certain lawyers and people of this caliber, amen, are, are gifted? I'm talking about that really knows and knows how to do it and... and I mean, they spit words out there. They could talk in terms that you ain't got a clue. Those folks are gifted. Did you know that God puts people in the body of Christ gifted the same way? It's not that they were so much whatever. Amen. But God, it was the grace of God that was given to them. And he put them in the body to fulfill his purpose. Paul's a good example of that. So that's the reason everybody couldn't be a Paul. They couldn't speak and handle some things and have some insights. But neither could they tread the water. Neither could they handle locked up in that prison with scars, the history said, sticking out on his back about an inch high. Right in the goodness of God and the mercies of the Lord and how great he's in, how powerful. 
So that's, that's a call. That's the grace of God that brings the anointing of God and the power of God. So that's the reason it's so important for everybody to find that place. And you know what? There's room enough in this body. Nobody has to hustle somebody else out. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. How many likes to exercise? I look among us and tell us none of us is overwhelmed by it. Ooh, I hit something I didn't. Y'all took it the wrong way. I was talking about all the big muscles and all. I wasn't talking about the other. But we know by exercising, you know. Michelle sent me a video of Montana a couple of, two or three, four, five weeks ago. And she was taking some kind of, there's a swing of rope. She's, so I just keep praying, God, she can walk again. Your mercy, grace, and compassion. Man, regardless of what all else is going on and happening. This God can touch. This God can make a way. This God, even in the midst of all of our junk. Amen. Hallelujah. He can work for us. Hallelujah. We're going to stay to nine. Is that okay? It's, it's y'all out of school. I mean, it's 832. Is anybody in a hurry? If I got you in a bind, I hope not. And I, I've just got started. Oh, my goodness. Um, Paul in Acts 20, he says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Uh, get Hebrews 13 and 9 while I talk on this a little bit. Hebrews 13. I, back up to that where I was at a minute ago. To discern both good and evil. To be able to distinguish between both sound and unsound doctrine. You know what, Deanna and Brother Byron, you know what Jaron's going to have to do with Winston? If he's anything like, especially my last two grandbabies, but, but especially one of them. If it's on that floor, and if she sees it, You ain't, you're not going to be fast enough, probably. It doesn't matter if it's dirt. Don't matter if it's a ball. Don't matter if it's a sucker. Don't matter if it's uh, uh, whoever's uh, big old horse peel. <laughs> they got to pick it up and put it in their mouths. Babies are prone and subject to taking anything that they're taught and what's laid before them are given unto them. So you've got to watch them as toddlers and their little keen eyes can see things that you'll, you know, where did you get that from? Where did you pick that up at? We're in a spiritual warfare and we got some demonic forces and powers of evil that's in places and been put in places. Amen. Why? Because they're trying to destroy the body called Jesus Christ. We're the only body that's going to be 
right. We're the, we're the one that they're focused on because we're on the right foundation. We're carrying the right name. We've been sealed with the right spirit. We've been washed in his blood. Amen. And we're on a journey and we're trying to make it. And so I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can to pollute and mess us up both mentally, spiritually, and physically. So, as we watch this, Hebrews 13 and 9. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Not with meat which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Carried about with divers and strange doctrines. We're living in a world today. Everybody wants to be under the umbrella of Christian. And everybody wants to go to the same heaven. And with all these strange doctrines they got. <laughs> Paul goes on to, and he says... Grievous woods entered in among you, not sparing the flock. Also your own selves shall men arise from among your own selves. This is in Acts 20 and 29 and 31. Speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Man, Romans 6, 17, 18. Let's don't go there. Let's, y'all had that scripture a few weeks ago. I'm going to just jot it down. Go back and look at it. It's Mark them. Amen. That's, uh, that's, that causes divisions about the doctrine that you have learned. 2 Corinthians 11. For I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve. Watch what Paul talks about. I'm, I'm, I'm feared for this church. I'm fear of what's happening to you. What's, what's taking place. How the serpent that beguiled Eve through his subtlety or his craftiness so your minds so your minds that's the reason the Bible says gird up the loins of your mind gird up means to prepare if you don't read your Bible you're not preparing your mind you're spending your time preparing it for the wrong things just preaching won't do the preparing oh it's part of it we, we say we, we believe in preaching but I'm telling you, there's something about getting those, sitting in those times by yourself. I mean, nobody can feed you like God can out of his word. And give you doctrines and instructions out of his book. When you read them for yourself. I've talked this many times in the Bible studies. Amen. You may not memorize them all of them. You may not remember where they all are. But if you'll read it and you know that you read it in this book. Nobody can tell you that it's not in the book. No devil can tell you that. No individual can tell you that. Because you've read it for yourself. You've experienced it for yourself. But until you do that you're, 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 there's a possibility there's a loophole there's, a, there's an avenue amen to be deceived and be misled but whenever you read it for yourself and you experience it for yourself and God puts it inside of you I'm telling you that's the reason we're living in such a deceived world in the religious realms today that's the reason a lot of them tells them they don't need the Holy Ghost and they ain't got to be baptized in Jesus but that's not what this Bible says so you watch this. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus. Listen, listen. Whom we have not preached. 
or if they receive another spirit. You know what he's saying? There's some other spirits out there, buddy, that you can receive. And came to still be a Christian. And came to still to be doing this and doing that. Come on. Some of them's going to tell Jesus, we cast out devils in you. I never knew you used workers of iniquity. They missed it. They was deceived. Because they didn't get the right doctrines in their heart. And they didn't have the right experience. Amen with God. Pentecost is an experience, ladies and gentlemen. And it hasn't changed. God wants to give everybody that same Pentecost experience as he did in, in Acts, the second chapter. The Spirit of God, not only to fill this house, but to fill our lives and change us forever. Amen. Praise God. Galatians 1 and 6. Amen. I marvel that you are so soon removed from what? From him that called you into the grace of Christ. Unto what? Unto another gospel. Go back to the previous verses that I was just at. Amen. He talks about preach if they preach another or another spirit. Or if it receive not the amen. Or another gospel which he have not accepted, he might well bear with him. Now watch this. That last part that he might bear with him. In other words, they preferred them before the truth they had already experienced. I'll tell you, we're living in a generation that's looking for an easier way. Less requirements. I'm going to go somewhere where I don't feel condemned. I'm going to go somewhere where they don't preach against that stuff. I'm going to go somewhere where they don't say nothing about my sins and my unrighteousness. That's carnality. That's, you know. Man, if there's ever been a time we need to be preaching holiness and separation. And presenting and giving ourselves to him. This body. God. Do I really have the rights. To say I'm connected to the head. Let me, let me go step. Have I got the rights. If I, am I living. A man to be guilty. And be charged. That I'm connected. Representing the head. That I'm representing your authority. That I'm. 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 I'm I'm, I'm manifesting your love, your kindness, your long-suffering, your gentleness. Am, 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 I, am I conducting myself in a way, amen, that, that they would look and say, you know what, that's got to be one of them Jesus guys. That's got to be one of them churchgoers. Well, tell me a better place to go. We should never be ashamed. Y'all go to church all the time. If you party like we did, you'd come to our church too. If you felt what we felt and believe in the miracles and the powers of God, the operation. Man, hey man, there's something about being in church. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to some of their dead places either. I'm just telling it like it is. They're dead. They ain't delivered from nothing. They're just trying to soothe the conscience and obey men and, you know, give them a little money and everybody, let's go home. Let's go eat McDonald's. Let's go watch gun smoke. Let's, you know. Lost and undone. But, but y'all watch this. Man, this scripture here. And it's in the same chapter that our focus verses. And, and 2 Timothy 3. Give me 2 Timothy 3 and 1. Start at the first verse. I'm sorry, I got you at 6, but start me at the first one. And while he's doing that, I'm going to go to, watch this. In Colossians 2 and 4. This I say, lest any man should beguile you with what? With enticing words. Amen. No words to be able to persuade you, man. I mean, there's some folks out there, buddy. They got a silver tongue, buddy. They can, man, and they can, they can distort and twist and make that Bible sound all kind of ways. Except the truth. And though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I 
with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your, go to the seventh verse. He says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as he have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after traditions of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Beware. Have you ever went up to somebody's house? It was maybe somebody you've never been there. And they got a sign out there on the gate that says, Beware of dog. You just bail out and just, you know. Yeehaw, whoopee. I ain't worried about that sign. Beware. Like, beware. Paul says to beware. Son, you got to be on the. Peter said, Be vigilant. Be sober. Watch. You got an adversary. He's born to get you day and night. He's looking for an opportunity. To, 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 to defile and to rob and to, to kill us. 2 Timothy 3 and 1. Ever learning but never able to come. This know also. <laughs> that in the last days perilous times shall come. Listen to what he's saying here. For men shall be lovers of their selves. Covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Oh, does that sound familiar? Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, and that fierce despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Where do we get the power? Acts 1 and 8. You shall be endued with power. When? When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Denying the power thereof from such turn away. They don't believe and teach in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got to write scripture according to Paul, your apostle, telling Timothy, turn away from them. You don't have, you don't have to worry about it. What's going on? What's this? Next verse. Well, there, I'm sorry. For learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do those. These also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobates, concerning the faith. Watch this next verse. But they shall proceed no further, for they, their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was, talking about James and them with Moses. Hey, they got their day. They got their hour. Could it be that to some of the things we're seeing in some of our religious movements now, the, the rug is being pulled out from under them, and some things are being revealed, and the stage is being set for the church to be a testimony and a light of the true apostolic doctrine and the power and the love of God and the way of truth giving them an opportunity and set the stage for one of the most powerful revivals that this country's ever experienced because God is revealing them and manifesting them their leaders and their spiritual leaders of who and what they really are. This is what Paul told Timothy was going to happen. Just as all of them reached the place with Moses until they got to the lies and they couldn't go any further. Actually, is so important for you and I to make sure we got the goods that we're holding on to them and walking in them. Okay, I'm going to bypass all them other scriptures. My time's up. I want to run through, though, this, this chapter, this just at least to the, uh, a portion of it. He goes from that and he begins to write as he writes unto them, talks about the call, man. And, and then with, he talk, begins to hear Paul's turning 
from the first three chapters to the Ephesian believers, how that through Christ, all the wonders and blessings that was brought unto them. The fourth chapter, he begins to pick up on how to, for saints of God to lead their lives. This is how to live. This is how to move forward. This is how to walk. And so that's what he starts. With all lowliness and meekness, which simply means humble or gentle. With long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bonds of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, even as they are called. In one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father all, above all, through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. To everyone that's in this body. Every single member. There is a grace. Grace can also is related to charisma. Our gifts. And I know he's going to go home further here. He talks about the gifts that he gives unto the church. And the five-fold ministry. Amen. But that's not just the gifts he's talking about here. But each and every child of God has got something as a joint. Listen to how he puts all of this. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drop down now. Let's go all the way down to the 14th verse. For we henceforth no more are children tossed to and fro. <laughs> you know... Uh, I could take, probably could take Grayson and, and, and me and Brother Tyler. We could probably pitch him back and forth pretty good. But I wonder if we had to take Brother JJ. Let's <laughs> see if we could toss him back. Be a different ball game, wouldn't it? And that's exactly what God expects of you and I as children of God. When he talks about grounding. Building, establishing, getting yourself anchored into the word of God. That every wind of doctrine, and they're going to come both in the world and in the church. Winds of doctrines, trends and trades and ideas and opinions. They're going to filter their way through. But if you and I are anchored in the word of God, you'd be surprised at some apostolics that's battling with the issue. Do you really have to speak in tongues or not? Because they've never experienced it. Because they never would sell out to it. Hey Amen. They was raised in it. And they got a head knowledge of it. But they didn't give their heart to it. Hey Amen. And they didn't fall in love with it. And God can't respond to them. And God can't move upon them. God can't bless them. And life itself could cause some of this. I got you. And so, watch this again. I mentioned this. He told him, said, and carried about with what? Every wind. Carried, 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 picked up and moved. Can I, can I help you? When you start listening to doctrines that's going to get you and move you out of the church and out of the body of the living God, you better check it. You better get on your face and you better get in that book and you better start checking it out. Where is this voice coming from? Where is this doctrine coming from? You better not start trying to, you better start, start babing it. You better not start playing games with it. You better wake yourself up and say, you know what? I'm not going to tune my ears into that because I'm not going to be carried out of the body. I can't save myself and I can't be saved by myself. I got to be connected to the body. No more than any member of your body can be disconnected from your body and live. Neither can you be disconnected from 
from the body of Christ and make this journey. It's absolutely impossible. But I'm telling you, there's winds of doctrine that's trying its best, amen, to cause some, amen, to disfigure themselves or disconnect themselves to the body. So, he goes on. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is ahead, even Christ. This is our goal. This is where we headed. This is who's the image we will walk in. This is a likeness. This is what we want to be accused of. This is what we want to find ourselves guilty of. Amen. It's being like him. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted, which means knit together. I think we have to be careful. I think we need to be careful, Brother Ford, when we say, well, I just, you know, our chemistry's not the same or this, and we just can't get along, and we just. You just gave the devil leverage. To cause a division in the body. And that, that can go to a lot of areas. But, but notice he's talking to the body how, how to lead your life. This is the goals. This is what we pursue. This is what we get up every day to, to a team and to accomplish. Amen. Keeping the unity of the body. Join it together. Compact it. By that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working of the measure of every part. The effectual working of every part. The grace that was given to each one of the measure of that grace. The statue that was given to it all came from the head anyway. And it all it represent the head. It's all to glorify the head. It's all about edifying the body. Every gift that I've got. Every anointing I've got. Every abilities I've got to help the body. It's about helping the body. It's not about me as an individual. It's not about me as a toe. It's not about me being a nose. It's not about this individual part. If I'm in the business, amen, to edify the one member and my member, and I'm the one that's got to be edified. And if I don't get the right whistles blowing, if I don't get the right lights going, if I don't get the right pats on the back, amen. Oh no, that's a bunch of junk. Amen. Let's get over some of that mess. No, I'm doing it for the head. I'm doing it for the name of Jesus' sake. I'm doing it for the body's sake. And if it means sacrificing, if it means taking wrong, if it means getting stepped on and run over sometimes that so be it Paul had to wrestle with not even getting the right hand of fellowship Barnabas said to come in and take him off to Antioch for a year and a half Bishop Oldham preaches that it was 15 years before Paul ever made his way back to the church Hardly stand two years of COVID. I, I ain't been ugly. I'm just telling you. When you connect it with the body, connect it to the head. And when you connect it to the head, and here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If I'm not doing my part in the body where I'm supposed to be, amen, wherever that might be, I'm hindering some other member not to connect to the head either. Not to hear the head either. Not to be obedient. I'm, 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 I'm preventing. It's like a blood clot. Amen. Hallelujah. Stopping the process. And so that can happen. That's what sin does. That's what unbelief does. That's what bad attitudes will do. God's helping us. Watch this. I got six minutes by that clock up there. 
God may give me 12, though. Okay. <laughs> so, so, as he moves from that, watch him. If so be that ye have heard him, talking about Christ, be taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that he put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that he put on the new man after the God and created righteous and true holiness, wherefore putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. I've got to find my other page right here. Now watch this. Let him that stole steal no more. He's talking to Holy Ghost filled people. Apparently he had some that was stealing. I know some of y'all are going to debate me on that, but it's still there. <laughs> Apparently some of them was going to bed mad. Apparently some of them wasn't handling anger too good. But they still Holy Ghost filled. I know, I've, I've heard it, I've heard this. God don't dwell in an unclean vessel. How many of you think you're real clean tonight? How many of you think you're real sanctified tonight? How many of you think you've crossed every T and dotted every I? How many of you in this house can really stand up and tell me, I have no sin? So we got to make up our mind here. We got to get some things established. Now, we can't be a servant of that stuff. And you can't continue in it. We can't do like the rest of the world, the religious world, living up in it, serving it, and they man, still claim they're going to heaven while they prostitute, while they whoremonger, while they do all these other things, and that's what rules in their lives. Oh, no, oh, no. But I'm here to tell you, there's times when we come up short and we say things we ought not say and do things we ought not do and look at things we ought not look at. But I'm here to tell you, James said, if we'll confess it, amen, or John said, if we'll confess it, if we'll confess, you know what? God still wants to keep you connected to the body. God's not interested. You know what? You know, if I get a little sore here, I pick on these grandbabies that come running there. Oh, my leg, my foot, my knee, or something like that. I said, Where you'll be cut it off at, baby. My mom, we want you to cut my leg off. Neither should the mother want to cut off either any member either. Just cause it's a bad day. And flesh got the best. Or maybe the devil. Now there he is, you know. I don't even want to go there because God knows. God knows. You see, if we're planning on saving the community, we better be willing, amen, to do what we can to reconcile our own sometime. Because you know what? This one I reconcile may be the one I need tomorrow to reconcile me. Paul writes of that in Galatian church. I didn't get to go to all that bewitch and all that other stuff at the Galatians. But in the sixth chapter, amen, he writes to us, the brethren, amen, to help our brothers. Amen. And for the right reason, the right spirit, and the right attitude to restore them. You know why? Because you're going to have a burden. You're going to have a trouble. And that may be the very one that intercedes and gets a hold of the head for you. That gets a hold of the head for you. That gets a hold of the compassion and the mercy of God. Come flooding down and fight your battles and bring you victory. That may be the very member that comes running out in the midst of all those fiery, uh, fiery darts of the devil. Comes running out in the midst of them. Some of you sitting there like you. You sit there and you fall too. But I'm telling you, Holy Ghost, you better get involved in this body. You better get involved in this kingdom. You better fall in love with this thing. Because, honey, it's going to show up. I'm telling you, the devil's having a heyday. There ain't nothing but truth that can stop him. 
nothing but those that knows Jesus and the power thereof. Amen. It's got to walk with God. It's going to stop the power of the spirit of iniquity in the world that we're living in today. We better get it in them. We better get it in them. <laughs> Praise God. Two minutes. You can stand. I'm, I'm, I'm about through. Let no cor corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. You know, we're not careful even. And there's a, there, there'll be a warfare that goes on. But you know, there's certain spirits that get a hold of us. And the Holy Ghost will war against it if we'll let it. And get on the side of the Holy Ghost. Spirit of envy. Spirit of strive. Spirit of bitterness. Spirit of ridiculing. Can't see no good in nobody. Everything's, you know, something wrong. You can have 99 things right, but all you see is the one thing it's not. That's a spirit. That's a spirit. I, 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 I'm not coming in the house of God looking for things to criticize. And Man, I don't know why I'm here. Look at that hypocrite. What's the matter with that dress? When I come here, you know what I'm supposed to be doing? And first of all, we're not supposed to take our eyes off the king. So we're coming here to worship the king. We're coming here to call on his name. We're coming here to magnify. I'm, 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 in, I'm interested in the head. I'm going to help all the other members and all the other parts of the body as I can. But I'm interested in pleasing the head. I'm interested in giving honor to the head. I'm interested in getting the voice of the head to speak to us. The thought and the power of the head to move among us. Amen. Because when you start getting his power and his authority and his compassion and his love and his mercy and his long suffering and his generosity. Amen. Moving through the body. You talk about revival. You talk about producing children. You talk about seeing miracles. You talk about seeing outpourings of God. So this is what, amen, he's writing in this, this fourth chapter of Ephesus. Amen. With all these believers. Amen. As they coming together as a body, getting it together, loving one another, lifting up one another, encouraging one another. Doing whatever we can, amen, because we got to make this thing together. We got to make it. We got to get our minds made up. He goes from that. He says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Did they have the Holy Ghost or not? Y'all scared of amen? You know what? If some of us really be honest tonight, we painted ourselves in a corner. We've got this thing, and I'm not giving license to sin. Some of us painted ourselves in a corner. Can't do this, can't do that, blah, 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 and all this other stuff, and everybody's everybody's everybody. And if we're not careful, we're going to sit back there, our legs crossed and our arms crossed, and halfway doing it, halfway not doing anything, and, and not, you know, criticize about what some are doing. <laughs> I want the Holy Ghost. How many of you believe the Bible says that God is a very present help in time of trouble? 
So when, when our brother or sister's in trouble, and especially if God reveals it unto us. I got the responsibility, and you too as a part of the body. Is, is there a finger or something you don't like? Anything on your body? You like them all? Every one of them? Man, you don't want to lose none of them? What about your ear? I mean, we can get you a new one. You ain't interested in cutting none of it out? That's the way we need to be. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care how close related you are. That's a family church. What are the kind of churches supposed to be? Y'all born again, carry the same name, the same spirit, the same blood. We're supposed to be a family. Get over that mess. And quit letting that old devil hatch them heads, uh, them eggs back up in your life. Hey man, it's about everybody making it. It's about everybody hearing say, well done. We're in this thing together. And we're going to do it together. We're either going to do it together or we'll all sink. We've got to make up in our minds. Hey man, just like we did with COVID. We're either all going to stay out or we're all coming in. And you know what? If we'll do the same way and live it for God, I'm in. Count me in. Count me in. Whatever I can do, God. Whatever you want to put me in the body. It don't make me any difference. I'm in, God. I'm into this thing. That's what Paul, you watch him. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, emmer, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amen. I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to do my best to forget, and I'm not going to let it get lodged in my heart or lodged in my spirit. You know why? Because I want to see revival. I want to see us revived. I want to see us, amen, with our foot on the top of that devil's head. Amen. I want to see us raising up the generation. Hallelujah. I'm calling for God to raise up some young men. I'm calling for God to touch some children. I'm calling God Amen. To move upon this congregation and to move in this community. Amen. To fill them with the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray for some elders in this church to be pillars like they've never been in all their day. To watch what they say, where they go, what they do. Because everybody's watching. You come, you come to the music. Praise God. Praise God. God's been so good to us. With his truth, with his love, and with his spirit. I'm saying that as an individual, but yet collectively. I believe I can say it for this church. God's been good to us. Amen. In fighting our battles and helping us along this journey of life. I know there's many arrows and fiery darts that's shot at us. Even on a daily basis. And, and we may be surprised where, but you remember something. The prince of the air can have his way. He'll twist and distort any and everything he can, even among us, to try to cause some things and create some things. But I tell you tonight, the love for the head, the love of truth, and the love for one another, it should always bring us out on the other side somehow. Amen. I, I know we haven't got to that part, the doctrine of God's love. And that 13th chapter, 1 Corinthians of charity. But folks, that love right there, it'll help us overcome every wound. It'll help us overcome every struggle. 
if we'll just make up in our minds and hearts and spirit. This ain't going to cause me to backslide. This ain't going to cause me, amen, to run nobody down. Amen. No, no, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to rely upon you, Lord. I'm going to love my brothers and sisters. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray God use them, God anoint them. When they sing, I want to sing like they've never sung. When they're preaching or when they're teaching or whatever they're witnessing on the job, man, I hope they get raises. I hope they get the business. I hope they accomplish this. God, if we can handle it now, if we can't, God, that's all right. That's fine. We don't have to have it. If you don't see fit, that's fine too, God. Uh, you know what's best. And I want us to mean it. Mean it. As they get a song, uh, you just, why don't you just come together? I know it's 9.07, but let's just take a few minutes and uh, let this, the word and the presence of God. And, and while you're doing that, let's continue to pray for the Daniel family. Aiden and Becca and Bubba and Sister Lynn. Saturday here, amen, from 9 to 11, visitation. Or is it 9.30 really? It's 9 for the family, 9.30 for visitation, 9 for the family, 9.30 to 11 at 11 o'clock. And it's going to have a memorial service for Miss Sandra. But let's, let's keep them in our prayers. And uh, God was going to give us a few minutes and maybe something can be said and they can feel a presence here. They can feel a help here. Uh, the love of God, the touch of God. And, and you know, my time in prayer, let me just be honest with you. Uh, just, just trying to ponder what to say. And some of these things can be such a, a balance act. But finally, I just kind of surrendered. I said, God, <laughs> I'm going to do my best to speak for Miss Sandra and be a voice for her. Then I'm going to be a voice for you. And whatever you quicken my heart, my mind, spirit with, that's what we're going to say. And if, if there's only one, and God knows, if there's one out there that's searching, that's hungry, that the right words could be said that could find that individual. If it makes everybody else mad, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to approach it the wrong way either. God knows. But we're in the soul winning business. We're giving people an opportunity to know this God and to feel His presence and the power of His love and presence in our lives to keep us. Folks, we just need more of God. This world needs more of God. We don't need new things coming out here and there. We just need more of God. It's what we need. So let's love Him a little while as they sing. God bless you tonight.
Let's give that unto the Lord tonight. Oh, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I didn't go into the scriptures in Romans, but it talks about predestination. There's different opinions in that to some degree, but without a doubt, he's talking about the church being predestinated. It's going to be the time, beginning, the ending. And the choice is up to you and I to choose. The mystery of godliness. That's the spirit of God that takes up a bold in us. One or the other is going to shape us, mold us. It's either going to be the spirit of iniquity or the spirit of God. But it's up to you and I as earthen vessels.
by our choosing of what we're going to give ourselves to and what we're going to resist and fight against. Let's have our minds made up tonight. Let's have our hearts and our spirits. I'm going to live for God. I didn't say everything would be perfect, and I didn't say everything would be painless, and I didn't even say everything wouldn't be with a struggle. But I'm going to tell you something. I'd rather face it with God. And even times when I feel like he's a million miles away than to just forsake him and walk off and disconnect myself from this body and this way of truth. I'd much, much rather face it knowing that he's a very present help in the times of trouble. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Your faithfulness, your commitment as we persevere and press on in the love of God and the truth of God. Let's let it flow through our lives. Let's bear those fruits. Let's witness to people. Let's pray for one another. Let's love one another. Let's let the goodness of God and the power of God have its way among us. God bless you tonight. Appreciate you so much. See you Sunday. God bless you.